Hey guys, it's Kyle. Just want to let you know that I forgot to plug in my fucking microphone. And so this whole episode was recorded through Jake's mic. We fixed the audio as much as we could. But enjoy. Be back to normal next time. The whiteboard's missing. Mm hmm. Mm. You forgot it in Vegas. <laughs> I had a whole fucking ba- just bag for the fucking whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's warm out, so it fell off the wall. And I forgot. So now it's over there. It's episode 20, in case y'all were just freaking out about the whiteboard. Anyway, hey guys, welcome back. For those listening that don't watch the videos, there's a whiteboard behind us usually. Oh yeah. It felt, yeah, yeah. podcasts are usually an audio. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the rest of you, yeah. Yeah, so there's no whiteboard now. No whiteboard. We're going to operate to the best of our ability, <laughs> but we lost the whiteboard. Try to carry on. We're just not... <laughs> We're figuring it out. Uh, Kyle wanted to talk about it. We've talked about it. Fuck! <laughs> we gotta keep going. Um, no, how was Vegas? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was able to see a lot. I went to Omega Mart, which is like that big, weird, kind of acid trip grocery store installation that's been like all over the internet. Uh, like advertisements everywhere. It was mm-hmm. really fun. It was really cool. Raquel got an air freshener called Verbal Agreement. It was great. Uh, <laughs> and a hot sauce called uh, the Chip Moisturizer. So it was a good time. That was fun. Ate a lot of good food. I took her to the Stratosphere, and I had the best lamb of my life. Uh, and our waiter dropped, like, three glasses, like, throughout the entire meal. You hate to see it. it they weren't my glasses, so I was like... <laughs> yeah, but you still... <laughs> like, buddy, you're going to get written up, so... Uh, it was rough. I was like, oh, shit, is this thing moving too fast for you? Because it rotates at, like, yeah. 0.5 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those places you can, like, put a penny on the windowsill, and then within an hour, you'll, find the penny. you'll come back to the penny <laughs> if nobody's taking it. But, yeah, we went to the Stratosphere. We saw a bunch of casinos. Uh, I didn't gamble a ton. I lost a bunch of money and then got it back and went, That's it. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Once you lose the money, if you get it back, quit it's over done i'm like oh cool i'm going 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 to get something to eat <laughs> went to in and out which was a highlight i'm convinced that we only like in and out because we don't have it i think so maybe because yeah like i remember whenever i used to go out to the west coast to visit family i'd get in and out and be like oh my god like you got to get an animal style like just be fat yeah eat it i'm like wow this is amazing and then the last time i was out there i think i had it like once or twice and i think like the last time i had it i was like this really ain't like the shit well yeah i mean i think it's all about just like your perspective of if you have it like often yeah it's not great like i mean i there's mcdonald's out here and it's it's how fine. dare you hold it, on well I, hold on there's, there's a reason why i'm saying McDonald's. <laughs> how dare you we have mcdonald's out here and it's it's fine it's all right and then i went out there and in and out's fantastic and i had a horrible mcdonald's experience came back here and was like you know what, McDonald's is pretty great out here. I'm still mad that you're <laughs> using McDonald's. Like, Five Guys, Shake Shack. You oh, went, not. Nah, you went, not nah, McDonald's. The Shake Shack, the reason I say McDonald's is because I had, like, I'd waited, like, 25 minutes for a chicken burger, which wasn't even, like, a full set chicken burger. And just it, say chicken patty, bro. It wasn't. It's it was, just a chicken patty. So there's, like, the patties, and then there's, like, the real, like, Yeah, yeah, chicken. like, the yeah. 
Yeah, and I got I got that one, which is my favorite one, and they fucked up the sandwich after 25 minutes. I was like, I got to get on my plane. I can't even complain about that. Yeah, like you ain't got the time. Yeah, so I was like, fuck, and I came back here and got a real chicken burger, and I was like, oh. Have you ever seen there's a comedian that talks about Starbucks? No. And he's like, so he thinks that fast food places don't realize, like they don't understand how good they have it in terms of when they fuck up an order. Because he's like, I could come up to you, order a coffee. Yeah. I could pronounce it wrong. But you think you know what I want. So you go make me the cup of coffee. Turns out I ordered the wrong cup of coffee. And he goes, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to go outside, throw it away, and go to a different Starbucks and just try again. (laughs) And I'm convinced that like airport fast food places don't recognize that that's sort of how it operates in an airport food court. I could fuck – like they could fuck up my burger at Fuddruckers. Oh, yeah. Which I've only ever seen in airports. They could fuck it up, and then I'll just throw it away and walk closer to my terminal. And if I see something, I'll be like, all right, fuck it. Go Let's see if they got it. I uh, I got that meal, and I turned around, and I looked at the line. I'm like, don't go here. Too long. And they all went to Chipotle, and I was like, good choice. Which I think is really funny because it's like, wow, McDonald's just got fucked, but they still own Chipotle. So, like, both those managers at the end of the day probably were just like, hey, man. Nice job. We figured it out. Like... <laughs> Uh, I felt bad for Chipotle, though, because McDonald's was just dropping the ball on service. And I looked over at Chipotle, and they had run out of, like, everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. When do they close? And, and I looked, and it's, like, two hours from then. I'm like, they're out of everything. They're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in and out pretty good if you don't eat it in and out often. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do think it's great. I just think it's – because, like, if you talk to people from the West Coast, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. First thing you got to do when you get off that plane, go to an in and out which I will say is historically the first thing I've done yeah. is I'll get in the car. And like when I used to go visit my grandfather, I'd be like, let's go. And we would go to in and out Or like if I went to California to visit family, we're going to in and out first. Like it is that good. But I just th- like then you meet people that move here to the East Coast from the West Coast. And they're like, yeah, you got some good burger spots, but you don't have in and out It's like, bitch, it's good. Go shake shit. It's not that good. Yeah, like it's that. It's like because I'll admit when I go, I get in and out yeah. But I'm not coming back east being like, man, we got all these burger places, but you know what I want? I just want an In-N-Out. Like, no. Yeah, I'm not coming back craving it. Yeah, like, I don't, I, I'm not going to kill for it, which is why I hate the, like, yeah. fandom of In-N-Out, because I'm like, it's good. It's not it's fucking. It's the thing. You get off the plane, you're like, fucking cool, In-N-Out. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll have a burger. Like, that was, like, the first thing we did. The first night meal we had, we went to fucking In-N-Out. It's so good. It's delicious. When I was a little buzz. Oh, Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Good burger when you're drunk is the shit. Oh, now I want five guys. I haven't had five guys forever. Oh. Yeah. Uh, me neither, actually. <laughs> I, I actually, I, oh my God. Um, I had a burger the other day at a bar because we went to a bar to get drinks with some friends. Mm-hmm. And I had been working all day. And then the day before I had worked, I think, 16 hours. And the day before that, I worked like 12 hours. And so I get to the bar take a sip of beer and my whole stomach turns upside down and i'm like what the fuck why do i feel sick and then i did like the thinking thing and i'm and i'm like thinking about it and i realized that in three days i think i had had like a handful of blueberries there was nothing in my system period no like no no not worse than that nothing like barely any nutrients i'm drinking water at work took a sip of beer and my friends were just like no just eat the food and then drink the beer, and I'm like, no, I feel sick. Like, I don't want to eat the food right now. Like, my body isn't happy. And so I literally was like, that sucked. 
So you just got a burger? Yeah, but I ate half of it. Because I genuinely, like, I don't know how else to describe it other than this. I, I felt sick. Like, like, I think my body was like, finally something. And it was like carbs and alcohol. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God. And my it stomach was. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, and my stomach was just like, first of all, why you do this? <laughs> but, it, yeah, it was something. Man, we love burgers. I do. A good burger? I will say, uh, a good burger is like top five things, in my opinion, oh, of yeah. food. Like, like when people are like, "What's the best food out there?" I think a good burger is legitimately one yeah. of the best things you can have. Like, I was once getting into a debate with my cousin because he was thinking fancy food. He's like, "Oh, a steak. Oh, ribeye. Oh, lobster. Oh, this and that." <laughs> and then I'm sitting at the table and I'm like, "Have you ever had like a really good burger? It's fucking amazing. Top five. Top five, like, burger, like I will, I won't crave a steak. I won't crave like any other food. But after like a certain amount of weeks, I'll be like, I want a burger so bad. Oh yeah. I'll be like, I need like a bacon cheeseburger. Throw an egg on that bitch. Throw an egg on that bitch. It's over for me. When I serve that shit at my restaurant, and I'm like, oh yeah, the restaurant you work at, their burgers fucking fire. You were loving that flat iron last night too. I liked it. They seasoned it a little too much. Too yeah, it's a little salty, but it was good. Like I, I wasn't complaining because I'm like, nah, this is still really fucking good. But that's, <laughs> it, it's one of those things. Like I don't get steak when I go out to eat, most of the time. Yeah. Because I like to season it myself. Like I like to cook my own steak yeah. because then I know how much I'm putting on. And I knew it would happen. I was like, oh, I should probably tell them like, salt. yeah, like lightly season the steak. And it came out. I took a bite. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And then I got to like the third or fourth piece, and I was like. It's salty. <laughs> but it was still delicious. Like Yeah, it's it's really hard to like over season. Yeah, it wasn't even over season. I just I'm I just don't love salt. <laughs> oh, that reminds me when I was in Vegas I had a hundred and ten dollar steak because I'm like I Oh well did you go to um Oh fuck, what's the name of it? It's just called steak. Oh no, then never mind. Just steak but drop all the vowels. STK. That's so uh, stupid. It is, it is. I made it, I gave him so much shit about it. I kept asking my waiter about it. He was just like not happy about it. That's like, so I stupid. I was like, you couldn't afford the vowels? <laughs> he was like, fucking, I guess not. And I'm like, haha. And uh, so I ordered a hundred and ten dollar steak because I'm like, I'm not dropping it. Oh, I'm looking at it. Yeah. I wasn't dropping a lot of money on gambling or like, I wasn't dropping a lot of money in general. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop a lot of money on food. So I got this $110 steak and it was $110 because I think it's just because there's so much meat, but I took a bite and I'm like, pretty mediocre. (laughs) I was kind of bummed out. I was like, hate to see it. I was so bummed. I was like, dude. Just give me something. Give me uh, <laughs> when I went to uh, when I went to Vegas with my grandfather, we went to a place. It's in Vegas. I googled it because I want to get the name right, but it's called Smith and Walensky. Oh. It's a very good, like very famous uh, steakhouse, steakhouse. And so I went with him, and he comes into the hotel, and because it's Vegas, like the restaurants there don't fucking close. Yeah. So he comes into the hotel room it's like 11 at night he goes i want a steak i'm like get room service (laughs) like i'm 16 at the time i'm like cool yeah like where are we gonna go to get a steak he's like no come on i'm like it's 11 o'clock at night where are we going we walk into this nice restaurant he's like now this place is really nice i'm like all right (laughs) we sit down 
I took one look at the menu. The cheapest cut of steak was still like 60 bucks. And I was like, what does it do? Cure cancer? Like, what the fuck is happening here? And he ordered like the most expensive one. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. And I did the same thing. I got like a $110 piece of steak. And I was like, wow, this is really, really good. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what was on it. I, I know it had a dry rub of some kind. I remember it was a ribeye. It's always the dry. Literally, I was like, this is so good. And like my grandfather got a nice drink. I'm 16. I got like a root beer. I was like, wow, this is great. But well, on the flip side of, because uh, I said I had like the best lamb I ever ate at the, the stratosphere. Yeah. On the flip side, I had the worst burger I've ever had in my fucking life in Vegas. Really? It, it was, all, it tasted like cat food. So outside of Omega Mart, which is an Area 15, which is like all the whole thing of Area 15 is that it's all art installations. Even the restaurants are kind of art installations. Yeah. So they're very trendy. So I get this burger and I had truffle aioli. It was like dry aged meat and like a and a bunch of other shit in it. But I took a bite of this burger. One, not thick. It was a smash burger and it mm -hmm. was disgusting. It didn't taste anything like a burger. It tasted it. Tasted like cat food. It yeah. tastes like cat food smells. And I took two bites and put it down. And our waitress was so nice that I couldn't be like, this was fucking disgusting. So she came over and she's like, how was it? I'm like, I'm just a little full from the appetizer. <laughs> I was like, oh, you didn't have the heart to be like, yo, this shit like, sucks. The most disgusting burger ever because she was so nice to us. So I downloaded the menu of yeah. the place I went to. The steak I got is a dry aged bone in ribeye. Which, if you go to like a store, that's a pretty not expensive cut. Yeah. It's not the most expensive. It's not the cheapest, but it's not the most expensive. Uh, I got the twenty-eight ounce, which was the lightest one they had. Uh, it's not their signature cut, nothing like that. It was seventy-four dollars. Jesus. Seventy-four dollars. My grandfather got the surf and turf. Yeah. $135. <laughs> and like the sides and stuff are extra. So I think I got mine with like a sauce on it. Yeah. The cheapest sauce is still $8 extra. And if like you want like a side of like, you know, French fries, that's 10 bucks. Jesus Christ. And so we're out here eating large. So I'm sure he got like the cream spinach and the sauteed mushrooms together. Both of those. I'm looking at the menu right now, $27 for two sides. So like if if I rem if I'm remembering correctly, he got the surf and turf, 135 bucks. Then he got sauteed spinach, sauteed mushrooms. That's 27 bucks. 27. He spent like 160 something dollars on him. And then I'm getting stuff. He's covering the bill. I'm 16. <laughs> I'm not. It's like if they handed me the check, I'm crying. Like <laughs> so yeah. And we get drinks. We probably got an appetizer. It's 11:30 at night. Like. We're out here. Oh, it's great. Now I want to go back to Vegas. <laughs> now I want to walk in and be like, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, I got off the plane and like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And like two days later, I was like, I kind of want some Vegas food now. Oh, they've got some of the best restaurants in the country. It's just delicious. There's uh, did you go to any buffets? Um, no, I went to some Italian place that was kind of a buffet, but you didn't serve yourself. So yeah. It was it was all right. There was a lot of cheap box wine that they tried to show you like was good wine, but it was obviously box wine, and we drank a lot of it, so it was. Fun. So it worked. <laughs> uh, the fucking Paris 
ca- oh, yeah. hotel and casino, their buffet is amazing. Yeah, that's the the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Raquel and I are gonna go there next time. Because there's, there's well, no. So there's a restaurant in the tower. In the tower, yeah. But there's also a buffet in yeah. the casino, and that's like in the mid middle of uh, the Eiffel Tower. And then yeah, and it's there. so good. It's so good. Like, like I went to both. Like, we went to the buffet, and then later on in our trip, we went to the restaurant. Yeah. Fuck that restaurant. Buffet's the shit. Really? Buffet's right yeah, the bu- buffet is so good. Like, it was so good. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. You know, there's a lot of situations where I've been like that, where people have been like, you got to go here, and I go to that place, and I'm like, fuck this place. And then I go somewhere else. Yeah, and it's not, it's not that it's bad. It's just yeah. to know that, like, you know, you can pay so much for the restaurant, or you can just foot like a hundred bucks for two people at a buffet and, and it's so much better. It's, it's the, it might not be like mm, super expensive quality, but it, it's, it's so good here. Yeah. Like, like cool, it's so. so good. And then there was like the dessert section. I remember being like, so there's the whole buffet, but there's a separate buffet for just desserts. Not like a little table. It's like, a whole like they have a little table with just like the macaroon cookies stacked, <laughs> like stacked up just different flavors. Up. Completely different flavors. No two flavors are the same. Stacked. I remember just being like, holy shit. And you walk past that first. I'm like, what the fuck? And then there's a ton of other desserts. And I'm like, yo, where's the buffet? And my grandfather was just like, that's the dinner buffet. And he was like, you went um, the wrong way. And I was just like, yo, fucking what? This is amazing. But yeah, the buffets, they're fucking awesome. They're Great restaurants in Vegas. Yeah, the Vegas, the Vegas I experienced kind of. It felt like Uma Thurman after she got like the EpiPen in her heart. <laughs> like it was coming back to life and it was breathing again. And because like shit would close at like midnight. Yeah. Because it's not as busy as it usually is. And well, with COVID and stuff, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it was still really, really fun. Uh, and I meant to say that place that I got the worst burger in my life. Loaded fries are shit. Like they can't do short rib. The only thing that was good there. They had these wings, and they were peanut butter and jelly wings. Mm-hmm. And it fucking worked, and I don't know how, but the so they had like it's because salt, yeah. sweet and salty. Sweet and salty, and then the the peanut butter sauce was sort of like a soy based. Like, yeah, yeah. Asian peanut butter sauce, and it blew my fucking mind after not eating for like sixteen hours because I forgot to eat. Uh, <laughs> but no, Vegas was fun. Vegas was a great time. But yeah, did you just work while I was away? Yeah, I worked 50 hours in four days. <laughs> and then I had three days off in a row before I did that. Yeah. And I just didn't do anything and got really sad. Oh, and then had therapy, which was like really, really a lot. And then Allie's been working, but like, so she goes in at night. So then I'm like, three days of just being alone. A lot of juice world. A lot of juice world. A lot of sad shit. And then go to work. I'm working like 12 hours to get out of work. And I don't love uh, communicating. <laughs> Not in like the, if something's wrong, I, I don't want to talk about it. Like I'd rather communicate when something's wrong yeah. in an argument. But if I'm upset and you keep asking me why I'm upset, like eventually I'm going to be like, it's you. Nice. Stop asking me. Yeah. Like I don't like communicating when I'm upset. But what I do enjoy is when I'm upset, just letting somebody know. And being like, I appreciate you. Thank you. Now, don't ask me about this. And so I would get off work and just want to have like a five-minute conversation with Allie. And she's at work. So then I come home, chill, eat some food, go to bed. (laughs) Wake up at four in the fucking morning. Go to work again. 
get out of work, be like, wow, I'm fucking exhausted. I wonder how, oh, she's at work. Okay, cool. Go to bed again. Do it all again the next day. And then eventually I'm at work and I'm just like, this is ass. And so I like message her at one point. She goes, oh, are you not working? And I was like, no, I was just saying hi and I hope you have a good day. I cannot talk right now. And then she was like, are you mad? And I'm like, what did I say? I said, I could not talk right now. And what are, what are you doing? Talk. We're talking. I cannot talk. And then, you know, I finally get out of work and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. And Allie's like, yeah, I'm working tonight. And I was like, you motherfucker. So yeah, I just, I literally worked. Uh, I watched movies. I watched, what did I watch? I watched Sicario, Army of the Dead, Varsity Blues, Tenet, and A Star is Born. Oh, shit. No. Uh, Sicario's dope. Army of the Dead was ass. Varsity Blues is a classic. Tenet's fun, and A Star is Born made me sad. But I was already sad. It was a little... I was already sad, so I was like, fuck it. Was anything about Army of the Dead good? The opening credits are dope. Yeah? Yeah, I will say that's cool. What they do with the opening credits is cool. But then, so I learned, because I was like, why is this a f- cinematography this way? That movie was filmed entirely during the pandemic. Uh, oh. And so... Is it like all CGI? No. It's all out of focus. In oh. a, but in a clever way to work around like you know you're making a movie during a pandemic they couldn't go to vegas and shut down half of vegas to make a monster pair like monster zombie movie so instead they had these little sets and green screens and then Zack snyder was the was the dp and the director so everything's in this weird close-up and everything around it is blurry which on the one hand i'm like okay in terms of problem solving, great idea. Oh, yeah. Working with what you got. For a two and a half hour zombie movie where I just want to see cool kills, bad idea. Mm. All I wanted was an in-focus shot of a cool kill, and I didn't get one. That's a bummer. It Yeah, and there are cool moments. Like I was talking about it with Allie, and she's like, sounds like it was good. And I was like, it was not good. And she's like, but you watched the whole thing and said it, it was fun. And I was like, fun does not mean good. Yeah. I'm like, I did molly twice it was fun it was not a good time i've done coke it was fun it was not a good time i have crashed my car not fun not a good time but like it was fun for 0.5 seconds but like and so i'm like trying to explain i'm like i don't know what was so off-putting about this because at the time i didn't recognize it and then honest trailers did a really funny trailer for it and immediately they pointed it out and i was like that's what it fucking was. Nothing's in focus. Yeah, it's really weird when you watch something and something is itching at like the back of your head. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this for some reason. I can't figure out what it is. And then one person points a small detail and you're like, that's what it fucking is. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And, it, and it's not even that it was bad. Like, everybody in it's okay. The writing sucked. Well, yeah. Uh, but it did its job. Like, like, I don't know. It was cool. Was it like just post-apocalyptic? No, 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 that's the thing. It's not even post-apocalyptic. There's a zombie outbreak in Vegas. But just Vegas? So what they do is, it's actually pretty cool. So there's a zombie outbreak in Vegas. And the military and the government, instead of trying to, like, stop the spread, they try to just, or instead of trying to, like, find a cure and stop the spread, they just try to stop the spread. So they build a giant wall out of, like, container crates on like container ships oh, yeah. and surround vegas oh, shit. and then they start firebombing vegas to kill these zombies 
while they're doing that. And then once they build the wall, they stop trying to kill the zombies because they're just like, hey, they're in there. Just no one's allowed in there. Yeah. And so the whole plot is basically Vegas is closed off because it's overrun with zombies. And some billionaire's like, hey, I left like $200 million in a safe below my hotel. Uh, go get it. Because they're going to nuke Vegas to kill off all the zombies finally. And so this group of people are like, all right, fuck it. And they go in to get the safe and get the money and get out. So, like, it sounds like it, it should, it, it could have been a lot better than it was. Yeah. And it, it it's not supposed to be good, but it just, it, 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 it was too, the zombie tiger was cool as fuck. Was it actually? It actually had a really good kill. Like, the oh, zombie cool. tiger bites somebody's head till it explodes. Oh, no. Yeah, it was actually dope. <laughs> like, like it showed up and it was like, oh, that's tight as fuck. There are good kills in it. Like, there's one character who gets overrun with zombies to defend people. Mm. And he just pulls a grenade pin on his vest. Oh, and he's, just like, and he's oh. covered in grenades. So then it just kills, like, 100 zombies. And it's like, all right, that's dope. <laughs> there's one character who gets stuck in a room with a bunch of zombies. And you're like, oh, she's going to die. And then her partner realizes that she's locked in the room and he realizes, oh, she's going to die. And as they're all having this realization, she comes flying through a window, stabbing the shit out of zombies. And it's like, oh, my God, she's a badass. Like, <laughs> like well, she's fine. So, like, there are those cool moments of like, wow, that's really badass. But it's also two and a half hours and there aren't enough of those moments. Yeah. Like. Do they try to fill it with plot that just didn't. Yeah, the plot doesn't matter. There's a pregnant zombie queen. There's a king. Yeah, it's like, it, it wasn't good. Hmm. It's two and a half hours. It wasn't good. Yeah, I saw that they were trying to make him, like, sentient. Yeah. Like, intelligent. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. maybe. Yes, no. no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did that. I I worked. I watched some movies. Like, Varsity Blues, I think, is a classic, but it's not a good movie. Like, I didn't, I didn't watch any, like... Like, I watched Sicario. That's a great movie. And I watched Tenet, which I think is a great movie. Yeah. But I also watched two pretty bad movies. Like, I was just chilling... I ate um, fish curry that I made. Oh. I gave myself just the worst shits. Horrible fiery shits. No, no, <laughs> liquid. Like, I was oh. pissing out of my ass. You just, what, you just undercooked the fish? I don't know what I did. <laughs> but I was, like, playing video games with our housemate, Kate. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I got fart. And then nothing happened. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm sitting there and I'm starting to get worried. I'm like, what is happening in my ass? And then I was like, nope. And I ran to the bathroom and I have a group chat with some buddies. The IBS chat? Yes. Where we talk about our shits while we're taking shits. The rule is once you're in the chat, you can only talk in the chat while you're pooping. And my name in the chat is Butthole Be Pissing. And I sent a message and I went, well, fellas, I lived up to my name today. And they all liked the message. And then I'm like, I'm also scared to leave the bathroom. Like, it was it was rough. But that was it. I worked too much. And I ate some decent food and watched some shitty movies. And almost shit while watching. And almost shit my pants, yes. <laughs> uh, I watched Shimmer Lake, I think it was yesterday. Uh, which is, I don't, I don't remember when it came out. But it was like Rain Wilson. It was like a bunch of the Adult Swim guys. Um, 2017. 2017, and it has uh, the dude that played not Captain America, U.S. agent. Wyatt Russell, put respect Wyatt on Russell. his name. There it is. Yeah, Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell. And he actually gave a really good performance for the short, because he wasn't in it for very long. He was like a key character, but like through reference. Yeah. Um, But he wasn't in it for very long, but he killed it when he was. 
and I didn't expect it to be good because when I saw all the dudes from like Adult Swim that are in like the children's hospital shows in Adult Swim, yeah, and whatnot, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like a goofy, silly, sort of, yeah, generic. not quite sure what it is type of movie. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, because it had some like funny bits at the beginning, and then the dark humor kind of mixed really well with like this serious murder bank robbery story. Where, like, yeah. All the dudes that were involved in the bank robbery start getting killed, but you start at the last day when all of them are dead, and then Rain Wilson's character gets shot down like right right away, and then it's like the day before, and then you learn what happens that day, and they do it in a really cool way that it unravels things perfectly and i'm like oh, okay cool that's dope doing a good job of the plot and um i forget who what his name is but the actor that plays the mayor because the mayor's like all wrapped up in this this whole thing because he's like sleeping with a young boy yeah married and doing crack and shit um he has like a tussle with rain wilson at one point and rain wilson's character they both like tumble out of frame and a gun goes off yeah. Wrestling with a gun. And the mayor gets up, and I was like, oh, shit. And then he goes, honey, honey, where are my slippers? And he turned, and he just got a hole in the back of his head. And he's like, I need to find, honey, my slippers. And he's just, like, walking around. I'm like, oh, this is this is a gruesome kill. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, leaking blood everywhere. You're like, oh, oh, shit, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> he just keeps asking for his slippers, and he goes up to, like, the boy he's sleeping with. And he's like, my slippers. And he just, like, falls dead to the ground. And I'm like, holy shit. Um, and the, the ending has a great twist, uh, where the cop that's investigating it the whole time, um, ends up being the father of the kid who, okay, the bank robber's son died in, like, a meth explosion, like, three months before, mm-hmm. and they, he thought it was his son with his wife, turns out it was the cop and his wife and her, his wife's son that died in the meth lab, he just didn't know it was the cop's son. Um, because he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at the very end, like last scene, he's like, yeah, no, that was my kid. And he's dead because of you. This whole thing was my idea to kill all of you. And he just, Pfft. and then it ends. I'm like, holy shit. And he gets away with it. Like the, the cop and the, the wife get away with it completely. And it's, it's a pretty decent movie. I was pleasantly surprised for what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I was like, good job. You know, like, good job, guys. I'm actually kind of sad they haven't, like, made anything else um, after Shimmer Lake. Because it's just all these silly dudes taking on a serious role. And I'm like, okay. All right. You do you. <laughs> but, yeah. Pretty good movie. Um, and then the, the other thing that you and I have seen together, um, we didn't watch together, but you and I have both seen is Inside. Yeah. Bo Burnham's new special. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was good. I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I think, so, I thought it was good. I think Bo Burnham is very talented, and I like that he made this. Uh, I think it's half good comedy, half a peek into somebody's mind that already quit stand-up. Yeah. So, it was one of those things, like, like, he quit stand-up after Make Happy. Yeah, because he was starting to have panic. Yeah, and he was like, I can't do it. And so I was excited that he made a new special. But, like... I don't know. I feel like he just needs professional help. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm sure he's getting it, but it's like... It walked the line really well of being funny and then not funny. And being super serious. Yeah, and I just... I don't know. Like, I'm going to rewatch it, I guess. 
I'm going to read Cause it. Because it had a lot going on. I liked that since he started on YouTube, like him being by himself creating, directing, and writing a comedy special that he filmed by himself for no audience. Like, great. He was probably like, all right, fuck it. I mean, I, I did this. I'll do it again. So it was cool to see, though, like, instead of being a 13-year-old starting on YouTube in, like, 06, now a late 20-something who has a career doing it. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So that was cool. But I just, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it because it, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think it was a great... I think it's a great time capsule for what the pandemic was. And did, yeah. Yeah, because he... He, it starts with him being like, yeah, I don't. I think it's going to take like a few months for me to work on the special. And we see him just like devolve, like his mental state just decline. Decline. Throughout this entire and but And like he looks raggedy and all that. Like Yeah, I, I told Raquel, I'm like, he kind of looks like just a Jesus figure. Because he has like the <laughs> scraggly beard and the long hair. And at one point he puts himself up on a cross. And he's white, so yes. And he's white, yes. yes so he is a Jesus figure. <laughs> because everybody knows Jesus. From the Middle East, was white. The Catholic Church confirmed it, so it must be true. Absolutely, but so stop fucking with Korean cheese. I I think that it was he he loves to nail on like just criticizing uh like internet trends and shit. Yeah, like the Twitch stream stuff I think was funny, and I I think the reacting to your own videos. That was Netflix. I promise. <laughs> I went to Netflix to check how long it was, and it was playing a preview of something called Kim's Convenience, and I don't know what it is because there are so many people on my Netflix that watch these random shitty shows that my algorithm's all fucked up. Ali started watching a show called Two Sentence Horror Stories. I don't fucking get it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna mute my laptop. I think it's like an hour and a half. I think it is too. Uh, but I, I just love that because at first I was like, okay, because he does a lot of comedy bits at first. Yeah, it's then, like the first 35 minutes are just funny. Yeah, and then he starts to cut it and like, it's been like six months. I didn't think I'd be working on this this long. I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be working on it. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, and he explains that because we all knew that he was pan had having panic attacks and that's why he stopped doing stand-up. Yeah. What I didn't know was that he explains is that right like right before the pandemic he was like yeah in january he was like i'm gonna start doing some shows and then he's like the funniest thing happened <laughs> pandemic and so he's we're just watching him have a terrible time and i felt it kind of resonated because i've gone through that shit i'm much better now working on my mental health but it, i like kind of reflected with him in the sense that he at the end would be sitting in the room trying to create and he'd start a sentence and stop and like put his head in his hands and then he'd like go back to being fine and put it start a sentence and then eventually he just like snapped and was like i'm done yeah i'm done making this uh which i think which is why i think it's hard to like i was talking about it with my friend who watched it and he's like i don't want to recommend it to people because it does become uncomfortable yeah it becomes like the ending of it is not funny oh no not at all it's it's just like uh, the ending of it is really just a metaphor for even when he does get to go back outside, he doesn't want to stay back outside anyway. He's yeah. gonna want to go back inside, and uh, I think it was it was just an interesting, sad but very real and raw look into who Bo is as a person. Yeah, it was a glimpse. I mean, it's called Inside for a reason. It's a glimpse inside this person. And I 
I just really appreciate that he was willing to put himself out there like that. And he really did. It was extremely raw. Um, so I, I loved it for exactly what it was. I, I didn't expect it to be as serious and sad as it was, but I still... <laughs> Which I, I think I think Netflix didn't do enough advertising for it. Because, yeah, like if you go into it... Like, let's say you go on Netflix and you watch what? It's like, all right, that was weird, but there were funny bits. Yeah. You watch Make Happy... It's like, that's his most approachable one. Great. That was really funny. I liked it. You go into Inside, you got a half hour funny and then an hour of just deterioratingly uncomfortable bits. And it's like, oh, okay. Like it's. I did like the the bit where he's talking about the internet giving him a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Like, he's very smart and very funny, but it's just like, it was a lot. He's also nude for like half of the special. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i thought was so fucking funny <laughs> he's just like yep this is what i'm doing also white woman's instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah inside i i suggest it if you like uh if you've liked bo's comedy before not just for like the funny bits but for like bo as a the introspectiveness of like like if you if you listen to can't handle this from the ending of make happy and you're like wow what a great critique on having anxiety in america then you'll love the whole fucking special. Yeah, like, it'll it. blow your fucking mind. Uh, so, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... I was, I was about to say a great time. It's not a great time, but it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting special. Kevin Spacey's back, baby. What? Kevin Spacey's coming back, baby. Doing what? Kevin Spacey making a movie. <laughs> What's he Kevin Spacey right? making a movie in Italy. In Italy? Kevin Spacey making a movie in Italy playing a detective who hunts pedophiles, baby! I'm dead serious. His agent looked at him and went, yeah, so you raped a dude in the 80s and he might have been underage, so you're technically a pedophile, but people are more focused on the rape than the pedophilia, and you are a monster, but we're making the movie in Italy. No one's going to remember your American shit. Let's get in the there. The Vatican's got you. We like, got this. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. What a whore. Whoa. <laughs> it's his first, like... That's such a blatant cover. <laughs> it's his first starring role since 2017 when... Baby driver, right? Uh, no, no, like starring, not like oh, co-starring. Starring. Like he's the main character. Uh, it's his first starring role since the whole thing happened. Who's directing? I don't fucking know. Some Italian guy oh, who just wants a paycheck. Um, <laughs> but oh, Jesus so, and I was talking to my uncle about it because he's the one who sent this headline to me, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's hilarious." And my uncle was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, he'll be good, but it's not going to be good, and I'm not going to watch it. And my uncle was like, what do you mean he'll be good? And I literally sent him a list of accolades from Kevin Spacey, and I was like, he's not disgraced because he suddenly started sucking. The dude's an amazing actor. I'm like, he has so many awards. He's won two Oscars. He's got, like, three BAFTAs, four BAFTAs. I'm looking at it now. Like, he kills it. He's a great actor. But <laughs> one of the reasons why he got this far, pretending like he's a good guy. Oh yeah, he's a monster. monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Anthony Rapp was an actor mm. who accused him, accused Spacey of making a sexual advance towards him mm. in 1986 when Rapp was 14. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a little young. Yep. A little, a little young for my taste. Other men then alleged that Spacey had made unwanted advances and had sexually harassed them as well. And this was at the start of the Me Too movement. 
Oh yeah, now he now, was the brunt of those. Now I remember when this happened because I don't think so here's here here's where I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna try to word this the right way so I don't get fucking screamed at. Um actors have made comebacks already from worse allegations than this. Yes. Here's where here's why Kevin Spacey hasn't come back. It's because of how he reacted. He handled it so poorly. Remember, he was like, I'm gay. That I yeah. remember that because I remember the headline came out and it was Kevin Spacey comes out as gay. I was like, oh my God, Kevin Spacey's gay. And then you read into it. It's like, and he might have raped a 14 year old boy. And then it came out that there wasn't any sexual interaction. It was just he vehemently hit on a 14 year old boy. And it's like, well, that's still monstrous. And then the allegations came out about sexual harassment. It's like, oh, you're just an asshole. Yeah. But then his defense was like, he just sued everyone. And it's like, dude, that's not a good look. And then all the cases got thrown out because people started dying. And it's like, what is happening here? And then he just disappeared. Oh, do you not know that? People started dying? Four of the main people in like two of the cases died. Mysteriously. That's... He's a creepy dude. That's more than creepy. That's some fucking omnipotent. Hey, I'm man. not out here disgracing him because I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> but if you if you want to say something, you can say something. And then I remember Netflix cut ties with Spacey. And so, so did Ridley Scott because he was filming a movie. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Plummer replaced him. And now he's just sort of been laying low. He released like one really fucking weird House of Cards video on YouTube once. It was really weird. Uh, yeah, they're Christmas Eve YouTube videos. He did it on tw- in 2018, 2019, and in 2020. And they're just fucking weird. Like, you should look, <laughs> you should watch them, but they're fucking weird. Uh, I mean, he's a weird dude. Yeah, he and so, weird. so, but the issue became um, the statute of limitations on a lot of these allegations. Run out. Gone. Yeah. Like 84. Yeah. The first case with Anthony Rapp, which if it's true, monstrous. Because it's like you're in your 20s, you just hit on a 14-year-old and you might have had sex with him. That's You're a monster. Well, with rape, I think it's... I, I don't know what it is. I know it's like for like harassment or something, I think it's only like two years or something. But yeah. Yeah. Like it's not... It's not... This came out in 27. It's not yeah. 30 fucking years. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? So... Like, it's not like you're a murderer and we finally caught you 30 years later and we're like, hey, you did it. Like, what are they going to do? But it completely disgraced him and now he's gone. And I just love that his agent or whoever the fuck found him this role had to have been like, no, dude, it's perfect. It's absolutely. It's going to be great. What a great comeback. (laughs) Like, he's using it as a comeback movie. Of course he is. Like, the headline. He's, it's kind of, it's very tongue in cheek. Like, ha ha. I'm a pedophile hunter, and everybody's gonna be like, oh, 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 but sir, you're the pedophile. <laughs> it's just, wow. <laughs> it's so tongue in cheek. Yeah, like, oh my God. And it's gonna be crazy because, like, with the world today and cancel culture, like, what if this is his best movie? No one's gonna see it. Because then if you're the guy that sees it, and you're like, and you're like, this was a great movie, and people are like, and he was great in it, and then people are like, well, he did this, and it's like, okay, but in the eyes of the court, 
that's never you never want to follow that up you know what i mean because it's like because like cancel culture i think is just a little too vicious I think holding because I feel like Kevin Spacey got held accountable and people will never forget what he did. But yeah, held accountable. But then it's like yeah, I I think at a certain point they can't stop existing. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, but then it's like their allegations. Yeah. So it's like, did it happen? We don't know. We're acting like it happened. Yeah. But we don't know. One guy saying it happened. One guy saying it didn't. Well, that's how most things go. So did it happen? Well, we Netflix cut ties with him. Netflix cut ties with him because he was one of the he was like one of the faces of their franchises. Mm-hmm. So they cut ties with them because if it was true, yeah, I'd cut ties with them too. Mm-hmm. But it's like with cancel culture today, it's like that could have not happened. His career will never come back. Oh, yeah, no. It's crazy. Never. And my sister's so adamantly part of the cancel culture that I sort of want to see the movie just to piss her off. I I would see a lot of people that got canceled. I just, I'd see the movie just to be like, I want to see what they're making. Yeah. I want to, yeah. Give them money, but I do want to be like, I want to see what they're making. Yeah. Like, what is this? I think it's crazy. I love this person to see their movie or listen to their music. Yeah. I, I just think it's crazy. I, I can't, I don't believe that he's coming back. That's insane. (laughs) I think it's crazy, but, uh, Kevin Spacey's coming back. (laughs) Um, and then uh, the other thing that happened was Sony sort of pissed people off because a lot of people assumed that God of War 2 would be coming out this year. Oh, yeah. The With, no, no, or God of War the... Ragnarok. Oh, the yeah. yeah, the second one in the new rebuilding of the franchise, whatever the yeah. fuck it is. They never explained it. The, the Norse. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, because they announced it last year and people just assumed launch title for the PS5. And it yeah. it wasn't, so then they're like, then they're like, it's coming out. And Sony was like, we never said when. And people are like, well, no, but like, you put a logo up, so it's coming out. And Sony basically was like, yeah, but that's the same thing with Elder Scrolls Six, and y'all been jerking off to it ever since. That's not coming out for like four more fucking years. Yeah, but they're also upfront with the date. They're yeah, like, well, so then, <laughs> so then Sony was like, it's coming out late 2022. And people were like, what? And Sony was just like, suck a dick. What are you going to do about it? Like, you're not going to buy it? Fuck you. The the idea that Sony is just run by a Brooklyn dude. Like, like suck, suck a, a dick. dick. I don't care. Dude, what are you going to do about it? The Knicks, the Knicks made the playoffs. I'm fucking watching the game. Uh, it's over there sucking off Miyamoto. You got to Fuck you. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that happened. And then two new albums that came out that I don't really want to talk about, but I think they're good and people should listen to them. Olivia Rodrigo, the fucking... Driver's license. She's actually making a good career for herself. Well, yeah, she had, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's set. <laughs> she's good. Yeah. Fucking driver's license. She could have only released that for her whole career. She's set. Yeah, but she didn't want to fall Chumbawamba. No, she good. <laughs> uh, but no, her album Sour came out. Uh, is it the best album of all time? No. Is it the best emotional breakup album of all time? No. Is it a solid teen pop breakup album? Yeah. No. It's pretty solid. Uh, brutal hurts. Driver's license is pain. Enough for you and happier. Hurt. Favorite crime. Ow. Uh, it's good. And then the other album that came out that I think people should listen to is by a guy named Mustafa. He is a folk singer from Canada who made a song called When Smoke Rises, but it deals a lot with like victims of gun violence and young people dying and it's like a heartbreakingly beautiful album 
Uh, it's fucking awesome, and it's only 24 minutes. So, like, super good. Oh, so that's like an EP. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And then, uh, yeah, Last Night in Soho got a trailer. Yeah, I saw that. I... Because I we talked about this on another podcast. Edgar Wright used to be my favorite director. Not not anymore, just because I feel like I've grown into liking different stuff. Yeah. But he's still a great director, and I'm very curious to see what he does, because I'm not a huge fan of... Anna, what is it? Anna Taylor-Joy? Taylor uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Taylor she's... All the stuff I've seen her in, she's been kind of like, okay. Split, she was like... She was pretty good in Split, but she's never like blown me away. Okay. So. I, I don't know. I, I no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I've watched the trailer today, um, and I'm curious to see what he does with it. Because a lot of dancing and music and stuff, and anchor right and music, hand in hand. Well, um, it's it's a teaser, too, so it's not even like... It doesn't give you any... Yeah, there's nothing. Like, it seems weird. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a horror movie and all that, so it's like, cool. I'm in. It's weird thinking about anchor right doing a horror movie, because he's so silly most of the time. Yeah. He's got, like, a goofy way But, like... I don't know. I think it'll be good. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, but yeah, it's got Anya Taylor-Joy, Thomasin McKenzie from Jojo Rabbit, Matt Smith from Doctor Who, uh, and fucking, yeah. Like, it looks like it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. But yeah, I don't know. From the trailer, you don't know anything about it. I had yeah. to look it up to figure out what it was about. It's just like this girl getting haunted by like the past of somebody else or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thor Love and Thunder wrapped. Pumped about that. That's just a something. Yeah, yeah. And people think that uh, the third Spider-Man movie's trailer is going to come out soon. Oh, that, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer for the movie Werewolves Within. No. No? It looks silly and fun and campy, but in a perfect way. It's, it's just about this town being snowed in. And somebody's a werewolf. Nobody knows who it is. Uh, and it everybody's handling it in like a goofy way. And it, it just seems fun. It just seems like a fun movie. Go watch the trailer. It's a, it seems like a good time. I'm actually really excited about it. Um, the last thing I have is I finished after many years. Took many years. Shouldn't have taken this long. I finished Breath of the Wild. Hooray. Ganon's dead. Anyway. <laughs> no, it was a good game. I like that game. It's, it's a, a great, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic game. It sucks me in too much. I, I get too lost in the game. I'm like, oh shit, six hours is gone by. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have. And I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. It's 3 p.m. Dude, I, I don't think you understand how much I worked. <laughs> I'm tired. I, I genuinely, I got home Man, one night. Today. Yes, I got home one night at 10. Went to bed and was awake at four to go to work. Like, like I was at work and I told a coworker, I'm like, if I would fall asleep right now and wake up for work, I would only be getting seven hours of sleep. And then I went and I still got to go home. I got to get changed. I got to get in bed. I got to fall asleep. I was like, we're looking at five hours, maybe. <laughs> if I'm looking. Like, it just is, it's a so, lot. We will all pray for Jake. On his, his journey through work. <laughs> we um, out here. We out Making here. the money. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Yep. Adios, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.